Hello and welcome to the D&D 420 podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you become a better dungeon master. I'm your host, Eric M. Hunter, and I am a struggling game master trying to figure out how to tell a better story. Joining me shortly is Jimmy St. James. He is the creator of D&D 420 and an avid D&D fan with over 30 years of experience. We had a lovely listener reach out to us uh, to maybe take us outside of our shell to look at the other side of the table in terms of role-playing rather than terms of DMing. So we actually got contacted by a dear listener of ours asking us to kind of break out of our shell, actually, what we do here. Um, I feel like, for the most part, we're more of a DM-focused podcast. We're trying uh, to make the, the Dungeon Master play, create a better game. Yes. We don't talk about role-playing. We don't on talk the, about a lot of players' stuff on here. From across the table. You know, I... I think that should change. I, I don't get a chance to play enough, but when I do, I hear I'm a terrible player, so maybe it'll help me it's not, not become just, a better... You're not, a, you're, not, you're not fun to play with. My, let, let's maybe my maybe our listeners can help me become a better player and you maybe. know by answering questions like this this is a, a great way then right so what's the what's the there you go well so she concludes uh, her questions which I would also love to, uh, for you to share some advice on role playing I have a difficult time getting out of my shell speaking up and don't want the other players to think I'm boring thank you for an interesting and educational podcast I'm looking forward to your next episode cheers Aria thank you Aria yeah Cheers. Is Arya a guy or a girl? It's I guess because of Game of don't Thrones, know. it's a uh, a gal's name, but it could be a guy. Never seen it. I don't I don't know Arya personally, but thank you for reaching out to me. Um, and oh, you think it's the Arya from Game of Thrones? Is who's contacting yes. us about playing D and D? Don't you think it is? I think we just made our trip to the moon, sir. I think that's exactly what we did. We're on. We're sitting. We are sitting on the moon right now. Yes, we have just cracked fame. And if not, amazing. Uh, maybe next time. Where so, was I when this was taking place? Uh, uh, mixing down the show. I mean, probably. Yeah. yeah. It takes a lot of work. All right, so Jim, let's. Yes. Know, let, just give me. You know, we got to keep this tight. We got to keep it structured a little bit. So why don't you give me your your top five. Uh, role-playing pointers. Drum so roll, please. Role what are like the five things? I think I have would... six or nine, but we'll get... All right. Let's do five. We'll do we'll do six. I'll... Okay. okay six. All right. First thing, um, we have a tendency to approach the player's handbook from a, well, what class are you going to be? Before we ever say what background, what race, what kind of personality quirks are you going to have? I say nay! No, you should not start there. Um, you can. I'm not saying that you can't. But you uh, you should also think what led you to the choices that your character made to get to that position. So think about who you are and how you got to where you are. Because when people ask what well, we do, like you are, hey, Eric, well, what do you do? And you say, well, I'm this engineer for this. Uh, um, but there's a story about how you got there, right? So... There needs to be a story for your character, how you got here, too. So think about that um, in addition when you're thinking about class. What made that character at a young age? Were there signs early on, you know, when you were a teenager, where you were even younger, perhaps, or when um, you were an adolescent? 
that that led to these choices. So think about your personality, character quirks, and we have little places on the sheet for that stuff. Just don't forget about that stuff. That's really important. Yeah, it's, it's your origin story. Yes, there needs to be um, connect the dots. I was born. I lived in Commonplace. I moved to Serengeth. Yada yada yada. This and that and the other. And now I'm this fighter who travels with the. Uh, the band of uh i don't i don't know i don't have a cool name the starlight brigade there you go sounds fancy sounds like a fancy so that that will be tip number one Mm -hmm. think about a good word and that's yeah yeah, that's definitely um and i will say and i think i've mentioned this before especially i I know i've mentioned it to you jim but like fifth edition does a very good job at, at structuring that part out whereas in you know i feel back like an advanced or uh, you know, 3.5. There there was talk of that in the book, but it was never like, here are your things that make you who you are. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't on your character sheet. And 5th edition yeah. puts it right on your sheet. Now, I yeah. do know very a lot. Very good edition. I, a lot of um, DMs and or players kind of skip over that part, which I think is yeah. strange. Um, I That's my favorite part of the character sheet. And mm-hmm. I would like to see it expanded a little further, to be honest. And if you'd like to see an expanded version of the character sheet, you can be on the lookout for that because that is something I am working on now to have an official D&D 420 character sheet with an expanded <laughs> background personality section. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Good. Good. I, think. I love character sheets. Yeah, especially sexy ones that have our logo on it at the top and let everybody know that you're here to smoke some pot and play some D&D. Looks like we're almost out of pot. Never going to be out of D&D. Okay, so that's point two. What about point three? That was point one. Wasn't it? It wasn't. That was point two. What was the first point then? Uh, The first... Damn it, I knew you were going to ask me that. (laughs) The first, no, this was that was one point. That was one point. Oh, was it? Yeah. Focus on your origin story and background before you yeah. ever really get to the part where you. I say before you ever pick um, your class and background and stuff. Start thinking about those things. Who do I want to play? Okay, yeah. so that was point one. That is point one. You are correct. Yeah. Right. Point two. Point two. Point two. <laughs> um, don't play. I mean, do and or don't. <laughs> this is a what? weird one. Okay, so a lot of people who start to play D&D for the first time have a habit of wanting to be Jon Snow or wanting to oh, be yes. Magneto. They want to be Neo. They yeah. want to be Neo. You're going to be yep. very disappointed if you choose something from popular culture and try to put it into a Dungeons & Dragons game. Ignore that. I don't know that you... I don't know that... You're going to create your own Neo. You're going to create your own personal Jon Snow who goes through probably so much more than we got to see Jon Snow go through on Game of Thrones because you're going to play the whole story hopefully. Hopefully you have a dungeon master who's going to take you all the way to 20th level. And I can tell you right now, Jon Snow's not 20th level. So um, you don't have to be Jon Snow. You can use Jon Snow or use Luke Skywalker as a a, a little bit of a template that's kind of like training wheels but your ideal situation is to ignore that is to get away from that quit don't play the classic han solo character so you can start with han create a little bit of a baseline but how is how is this character unique you know we have 
an infinite number of possibilities in D&D. When people say, oh, you're playing a human fighter, that's so boring. Like, you didn't even ask me anything else about my character, man. You didn't even ask, like, you know, what my character was into, what their favorite color is, where they're, you know, where they're from, what their idea of a good time is. There's so much more there. So you don't have to get caught up in those tropes. That's not boring to play um, something that is kind of standard. Just learn to make it your own. I think ignore those popular tropes. It's okay to have a character who is blind. It's okay to have a character who um, is, uh, is a fighter who has an aversion to blood, you know, or became a fighter because their father wanted them to there's all sorts of cool non non mainstream uh ideas that you can go with and mix and match piece it together take all your favorite characters and and take little pieces of each until you have something that's totally unique and fits and fits right on that character sheet you know the the book is a guide when you're picking those backgrounds and ideals and bonds and flaws, remember that book is a guide. You can twist those any which way you like, especially with your DM's help. Yeah, so that was going to be the thing I was going to mention was, like, with that stuff, that's when you reach out to your DM for for help, for any kind of, like, suggestions or any other ways to kind of fit in with the rest of the group. Because I think we, um, we were talking about... Um, oh, no, we did a whole episode about taking, like, popular like characters like superheroes and then turning them into like how does that relate to um like a in a fantasy setting when you're playing D. and i remember we were going through like captain america or something i was like yeah i'd love to be captain america like super strong like a you know i throw a shield it comes right back to me and you're like yeah that's like fifth sixth level stuff like you're not gonna get you probably won't even get that far because we're making like a third level character and i was thinking like even if we did get that far how many sessions does it take me to get to that level? What have I already done or changed or altered or, you know, f- fixed from this original character template? And by the time I can do all that cool stuff like Captain America, it's like I don't even care anymore because I've, I've got something completely different right. that I created. You know? And here's the thing. Cap didn't start off Cap. He started off a kid wherever he was from right? with just a regular guy. Super determined. Yeah. And he had some things like we talked about earlier that kind of showed that he was going to be something special. He was very determined as a kid. Um, And then it led into so much more, just like that's what I meant by that's a great example of thinking of something that might have led you to become a fighter or led you to become a wizard or led you to become whatever it is that you are today. You know, perfect. So yeah, that's um, but yeah, like you were saying, it's a good play. It's a good template to start from. It's a good platform to jump. So, um, all right, that was, I think that's number two. That was number two. All right, I'm keeping track now. All right, you're writing it down. Keep, sorry, he's got kicked he, a little bit before. He's writing I'm it back down. up. I'm backed up. Oh, yeah, all right. And so I'm three. I'm high. He's just drinking. Right, you know. All right, so number three. Here we go. Number three. Oh, oh, I got to come up with this. That's, That's right. Yeah, number three. Think about the delayed reaction. That's, that's the yeah. <laughs> I would say my third one is remember that this is a social game where we work together. Um, so you don't need to be uh, Captain America. You don't need to be self-sufficient. You don't need to be able to heal. 
deal massive damage at a distance, have an amazing AC, be super tough and have a lot of hit points and wield a sword better than anyone. Um, you don't need to be that. So pick a couple things that you want to be good at. And it's okay if you want to play a sorcerer who happens to be good with a rapier. Absolutely. That's cool. That um, is really cool. Yeah. The, the book says you can. Or what is it? A, can, I don't think they can use a rapier. But... Um, or a short sword, whatever it is a sorcerer has access to these days. Depending, short metal thing. Depending on which iteration of Dungeons & Dragons you're playing or what have you. Um, so it's yeah, it's not... Uh, you can pick a couple of things you can be pretty good at, but remember you're going to probably progress out of these naturally as you level up in your class. Unless you're, exactly. unless you're going some crazy multi-class thing, um, which I always recommend people have allow your DM to help you with the story of that. Don't just force it. Talk to your DM in advance if you have ideas for multi-classing. That helps out a lot too. But um, you don't have to be the savior, and don't be a lone wolf. You know, don't be so edgy, so much of a loner that you can't get along with people at all. That you have nothing to add to the group because they're doing something totally different than you like kind of find out what they're doing and yes absolutely create something that causes friction with the group that's really fun to do it's it can be fun to play if you're especially if you're in a group of really good role players um and it can be the best time to actually get a chance to argue in character um we actually have had times in our games where <laughs> arguments between the group can take 45 minutes to an hour before I was say, or, yeah that'd be <laughs> the game that is the night and they opened the door they finally decided it was okay to open the door <laughs> um that's and what's behind the door absolutely nothing that's cool but don't <laughs> get to the point where you're so far removed from the group that your care they don't even know why you're with them that or that they might the only reason they're not killing you off is because you're a pc they have to actually metagame to keep you around don't do that stay away from that you know ask yourself is this too edgy am i too much of a loner um because that's not the most fun that's not going to be the most fun for you and it's not going to be the most fun for the group i can promise you they're not going to be impressed if that's what you play um so you know think of the group that was my third point that's your third one that's right again keeping track yes which brings yeah. us to double deuces number four um number four let's see number four. Oh, i have this uh we just talked a little bit about it i i believe it or not i thought about this in advance <laughs> man so on your sheet there's a place for flaws we just talked about you don't have to be the best at everything um, right. In fact, you're probably going to have an 8 on your character sheet somewhere, or a 9 or a 10. Um, that's okay. That's just as much fun to roleplay. Um, it can add comedic moments. It can show the weaknesses of your character. It can allow you to become, like, uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, re like reveal yourself to the group a little bit in private. There can be all kinds of cool ways to show that your character has... A super low wisdom or something and yeah. you know you don't want to show it in battle you don't want to reveal it in battle but those can be the most fun things to role play in a more intimate setting while you're camping while you're um, walking down the road anytime you have a time to role play as a group it can be a fun time don't force it but allow it to happen you know and then you also have a place on your character sheet I had alluded to where it says flaws you have a flaw 
Remember that as well. Don't let that get away from you. That's as important as your origin story. Uh, And that's a lot more impressive. That's the result of your origin story. (laughs) Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. And that's going to be the kind of stuff that when you role play it well, um, you reveal your flaws to the group, but you kick ass during combat. That's going to be the stuff that that group remembers about you that your party remembers that's going to be the stuff that carries on from session to session and becomes kind of a recurring theme here and there and um they're going to be able to say go off and tell their buddies like oh man there's this player in my group that's playing a character with a seven charisma it was so cool this happened and that happened Um, so many negatives (laughs) so many negatives but we worked through it and it was so much fun um that's all that's the reason this is a group game everyone has an eight or a seven or a nine or something on their character sheet somewhere so uh don't let that don't let that get you down if you do think of it as an opportunity no that's that's yeah that's really good um i feel like that again as we spoke about before like the i feel like those are the the spots on the character sheet that get skipped over the most and those are the most important spots on the character sheet agreed Um, agreed but so wow all right so are we at five now that was check my notes that was four or five now okay i'm keeping track jim um so i think we've given a lot of really cool um uh, we'll keep it to five okay i could go on no we're doing six okay we're doing six i'll save this one i can probably pepper in some of this other stuff i have here let's see um i personally something i like to do is randomize and practice um as a dm i get a chance to do that and uh i think that it's been said to me an awful lot like the thing we love about your game is the npcs you always just really make them come alive and i love role playing them i love role playing interesting npcs and how i make a lot of them and how i actually practice role playing is by randomizing a bunch of social stats or um personality traits and things like that i have a whole uh a whole like npc generator that i use that i've made myself that has a hundred character traits and has um, alignments and professions and all of these things that can be randomized class race background and i'll roll it up and just write those things down and say what does this person think like what does this person talk like where are they from and think you know put yourself in a situation with that character and practice um you can even practice with your own character the same thing without you know going to such extremes of making you know character after character and doing it but once you've made your character you can find yourself you know sitting on the subway or um at work and a situation comes up that's a little bit excessive or a little bit out of the ordinary and think how would your character respond to that um and you know play it out in your head a little bit just for a few seconds and and it the it's not even the act of playing it out in your head so much as that you're thinking about it and that you're relating to your character on a very personal level that is the important part there so i do i do recommend like week to week practicing a little bit um just when you have spare time you're like what am i gonna do am i gonna watch another episode of friends or am i gonna um wow friends you pick friends out of all the tv shows you could have picked you pick friends that's what i've been okay so uh are <laughs> <laughs> watching <laughs> such a good show anyway uh what? No, uh yeah yeah i know it's cheesy it's horrible 
uh-huh. it's a different that's a different podcast but no I agree like I feel like um, and this may just be me just finding patterns and things like I, I always try to do but I feel like once you've played with a DM enough times you kind of get an idea of their flow yeah, like you kind of get an idea of like, okay, well, this is a downer point. So we we know that, and because from you know playing in the past, they always ramp it up right here, right after right after a dipper, you flare it up to a big battle or like some giant reveal. So you kind of get an idea of where you're at, you know, in time of the game, and those could be the things that you could think about and practice on. Oh, absolutely, you know, like so. That's it's you know it's a lot about context clues. You know it's. Unless if you're right, if, unless if you're playing with somebody who's just a brilliant, brilliant writer, they're gonna follow that three act structure. You know, they're gonna follow the the hero's journey, because those are the most interesting stories to listen to. So it makes sense that you, you have to hit all these points in the arc of the plot. You know what I mean? Should I not be doing that? I don't. Should you not be doing what? Three acts and the hero's journey. I mean. That's a different. It's, that's a different episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's about the players. Um, yeah, it's about the players, not the game. It's about the players, not the game. Jim, do you got a, Do you have a sixth uh, one? I do. Because you kept claiming you wanted to do six. Okay, okay. Let's, uh, let's I have a sixth. This one. is number six. Number six is talk to the other players throughout the week. I can't stress this enough. Yeah, um, that's huge. It has meant so much more I, I tell a lot of stories I tell a lot of D&D games a lot of campaigns however you want to put that I do a lot of a lot of DMing for a lot of different types of groups and I can tell you the ones that talk in between sessions role play better and it's not it's not about who is involved so much it's about the relationship to the characters that the players have because a really good game and a really good uh, a really good game is going to come from really good characters really good characters are going to come from really good players really good players know each other and they communicate that you're not always going to have a chance to do that because if we play online with a random group it may very well be that that person lives in a different time zone and literally the only time that we're able to communicate is during D time right that's all good and well but you could probably still message one another get if you get a chance to um ask the other people um, you know what they thought of the game or where you know oh I couldn't believe when XYZ I just couldn't believe it yeah get somebody's uh, get somebody else's perspective on what the events that occurred and then you can even um, we've already talked about making your character kind of laid out bare in the party with their flaws you get a chance to do the same thing and it's not that's not gonna hurt you to say hey i didn't know how to react because if you especially if you're reaching out to someone and you have that that little bit of a personal relationship week to week and you say maybe even think this is the best role player i know in the group or the best role player i've ever met or i just really love the way they play this character you can ask them how they came to their conclusion with their character and they may reveal something to you that you hadn't thought of um, the same as I hope I've been able to do today. Just hopefully we thought given you a little bit of a, a tidbit of something you hadn't thought of that'll make you ruminate more deeply on who that character is. And that's all you're trying to do when you reach out to someone to say, hey, help me understand who these characters are and how they relate to one another or how I can relate to my character. Well, and I think that's a, 
that's another thing that we should probably talk about would be the opposite of when saying like if there aren't any of those players in this group then it's okay to say i need to walk away from this table and not play this game sure like it's it's okay to feel like this isn't working out for me and just you know contacting the dm and saying hey i can't i don't i can't play anymore and that's it you know like it's okay to say i don't want to play anymore yeah, the one thing to keep in mind is that you should, you know, don't get just get to that point and walk away. If it's leading up to it, contact your dungeon master, contact other players. And this is another benefit of having kept in communication with people and talk about what the problems might be because um, there's differing styles of play. Um, some people are elite and don't want anybody who's not elite at their table. I get it. I, I feel like I used to be that way somehow, and I'm certainly glad that I learned to get past that because having a chance to play with different types of players, different levels of skill is so much more fun. But, but if you do feel like there's something in the game that you just can't, whether it be an abrasive player, uh, someone who metagames way too much or gets special favors there's all kinds of things that can happen to make you not enjoy playing um be transparent i think that's i think that's the smart move there be transparent with everyone thanks for listening to this episode of the D D 420 podcast for everything D D 420 related check out dnd420.com if you'd like to reach out to us you can find us there on the website and on youtube at dnd420 Lastly, as always, if you'd like to support the show, you can do that by telling another DM about the show and by visiting us on Apple Podcasts and leaving a rating and review. Thanks for subscribing and being a part of our work here at D&D 420. We will see you next week.